I'm Dan Dews. And I'm Meredith Kelly. The hosts of Little Listeners Lounge. Be prepared to listen and learn about the magic of kids' podcasts. We talk to hosts, creators, producers, and writers and peek behind the scenes of their work. We've had some amazing guests. The deputy director of NASA. Everybody pretending to run away from a T-Rex. Is this what jellyfish are made out of? I see Lincoln's underpants. Join us to learn something new about some of your favorite podcasts. Subscribe to Little Listeners Lounge wherever you get your podcasts. for you. I'm sure we don't need to remind you that it's almost Halloween! Halloween! We've been hunting high and low for something really scary. Something grisly. (laughs) Something ghostly. (laughs) Something fearsome. And we got something perfect. Better than perfect. We've got a story for you by world-renowned author, Jamie Ricks. He's one of my favorite authors. We would highly recommend all of his books, such as... Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids. Fearsome Tales for Fiendish Kids. More Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids. Thanks, Lucy. And more. We'll tell you the rest in our book review after the story. You can buy his books at jamierix.com. That's J-A-M-I-E-R-I-X dot com. And on eBay, today's story comes from Ghostly Tales for Ghastly Kids. It's called Grandmother's Footsteps. I couldn't sleep. There was a man outside my bedroom window. He was a huge man, with long black fingernails and wild grey hair. He was trying to get me to let him in, but I wouldn't. He talked to me in a soft, whispering voice. There's a magic land where trees are made out of breadsticks, and the lakes are full of hummus. He said he'd take me there. If only I'd open the window. Open the window. But I wouldn't. He promised me... I'll take you for a ride on a flying carpet and a yacht that can sail to the moon. If only I would let him in out of the cold. But I wouldn't. I was too scared. He might have been a ghost. So, I lay there for most of the night just listening to his fingers tapping on the window pane. Until finally, I plucked up enough courage to speak. Grandma? I shouted, and Grandma came running. When I told her there was a ghost outside my window, she laughed. (laughs) But I heard it. I said, Listen. We listened to the tapping, and she laughed some more. And I've seen it. I added, pointing to the shadow that loomed through my curtain. My grandma stopped laughing and said, (laughs) I'm going to tell you a story. Oh. I said, but I didn't let her see how surprised I was in case she changed her mind. This is a ghost story, said grandma, pulling me up onto her knee. 
The smell of mothballs was so strong, it made me cough. <coughs> Her bony fingers poked into my ribs as she plumped me up and down like a lumpy cushion. Her cold, dry lips pressed against my cheeks. There would be a thin red circle of lipstick there in the morning. I wiped my cheek with the sleeve of my pyjamas and settled down to listen. There was a boy, not much older than you, she said. His name was Jollyon, and he lived in a huge, drafty old house by the edge of a lake. Is he the ghost? I asked. No, said my grandmother. Not Jollyon. His bedroom was right at the top of the house in a dark, dark room that had once been full to the ceiling with spiders, earwigs, and big black beetles. I pulled the shawl off her shoulders and tucked it into my ears. I felt safer when her voice was ever so slightly muffled. Go on, I said. This boy who looked like me was in his spooky old bedroom, and there was a ghost. Not yet, said Grandma. A ghost behind the door. I squealed. A mad, ranting, blood-sucking ghost, waiting to stuff a straw into Jollyon's head and suck his brains out like a banana milkshake. No, said Grandma. It's an under-the-bed ghost, then. The ghost hasn't turned up yet. But there will be one. As sure as day turns to night. She assured me. Now, this boy, Jollyon. My grandmother drew me closer and wound her chicken bone arms tightly across my chest. He was in his bedroom, reading a dusty old book by the light of a small, white, guttering candle. A ghost book? I said. No, said my grandmother. The ghost comes later. Suddenly, the candle spluttered and went out. At first, Jollyon could see nothing. But as his eyes adjusted to the moonlight, he could vaguely make out a tall, thin, shadowy figure outside his window. The ghost! I yelled. Not yet, said Grandma. It was then that Jollyon heard the scratching. It was there for just a fraction of a second, but it was enough to make him sit bolt upright in bed and hold his breath. He waited to a count of ten. He heard nothing more and breathed again. The second time, the scratching was louder. Is it the ghost, Grandma? I asked from underneath her shawl. No, dear. Be patient. Just wait and see. Grandma made a funny clicking noise with her teeth and carried on. Jollyon was underneath the bedclothes in a flash. A ghostly hand was scratching at his window. Five bony fingers trying to get into his bedroom. He was as good as dead. His mouth was dry. His shiny white knuckles stood out in the gloom under his blankets. And then the scratching stopped. There was a deadly silence. 
Jolion gasped. He closed his eyes and wished with all his might that his ghostly visitor might go away. He wished and wished and wished and... It was then that the knocking started. It is the ghost! I shouted, holding tightly onto Grandma's shawl. It is not, she said, stroking my hair. The ghost comes at the end. But Jollyon doesn't know that because he is in the story. All he can hear is the knocking. All he can see is the shadow lurking outside the window. All he can smell is the fear. His fear! Fucking up under his bedclothes. Grandma took out her left eye and polished it. Well, go on. I said impatiently. Jollyon lay in his bed terrified to move, lest this huge beastly skeleton should leap into the room and chop him up with an axe. He lay quite still for hours on end, watching the shadow grow larger and larger, coming closer and closer, until suddenly there was a terrible crash of glass as the giant fingers smashed in through the window. Jollyon screamed! He felt a cold rush of air as the ghostly shadow sprang across the room towards him. It was then that the door to his bedroom burst open. This must be the ghost. I yelped. No! said my grandmother. Not long now, though. It was Jollyon's grandmother bouncing into his bedroom, wielding a copper bedpan. She had heard his screams for help and had leapt from her bed to protect him. Jollyon was curled up under his blankets. Don't let the ghost eat me, he sobbed. Don't let the ghost chop me up and eat me. I looked at Grandma and she looked straight back at me. But you said it wasn't a ghost outside the window. It wasn't, she replied. The tapping was just the wind blowing the branches from an apple tree against the window. Then the wind became a storm and the branches battered the glass until it smashed. It was Jolion's imagination that created the ghost. I asked her if that was what had happened to me. She said she thought it probably was. Oh. I said, feeling rather small and embarrassed. Then I added, If Jolion's ghost wasn't a real ghost after all, then you lied to me. Did I? Said my grandmother. But you said you were going to tell me a ghost story. And so I did. And you definitely said a ghost would appear at the end. That's right, said my grandmother. And here I am. She stopped at the door and removed her head. She rest her tired shoulders. Then she just disappeared. And I was sure I heard her ghostly footsteps treading a path back into a different world. I didn't sleep for a week after that.
review. So, Ruby, what's so good about Ghostly Tales for Ghastly Kids? Well, it's a book of short stories. They're really creepy, but funny as well. Each story is really well written. They kind of, like, pull you along. They're compelling? Yes, exactly. You can't put the book down until you've reached the end of the story. And the ends are always really surprising. He reminds me a lot of Roald Dahl. You all know who he is. His stories are so good that loads of them have even been made into TV shows and audiobooks. At the start of each episode, the narrator says, Cautionary tales for lovers of Scream! What are cautionary tales? Well, kind of, you're meant to learn something from them. Like, if you do something bad, like steal or something, something utterly revolting will happen to you. Obviously not meant to be taken literally, I think. What age are they for? Well, they can be quite scary and gross. I'd say from eight and up. Ruby, what do you know about Jamie Ricks? Well, if you go to his website, jamierix.com, you'll see a picture of him with a dog trying to stick his tongue down Jamie's ear. And Jamie's laughing his head off. Sounds like he's a lot of fun. Exactly, our kind of guy. Where can our listeners find his books? Well, jamierix.com, that's J-A-M-I-E-R-I-X.com. And Amazon has some. Also look for the TV series, and I love the audiobooks. The narrator, Nigel Planer, is one of my childhood heroes. Ruby, you're 10 years old. You're still a child. Okay, okay, okay. More stories by Jamie are the Grizzly Tales series. There's Volume 1, Nasty Little Beasts. Volume 2, Gruesome Grown-Ups. Volume 3, The Me Monsters. Volume 4, Freaks of Nature. Volume 5, Terror Time Toys. Volume 6, Blubbers and Sixters. Volume 7, The Naughty Gnomes of No. Volume 8, Super Zeros. Have a grisly, gruesome, fearsome, ghostly Halloween! Hey guys, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. It is one of the best ways to support BKFK Storytime.